is 2021 saying to 2020, here, hold my beer? Next on Principles and Policies. Welcome to today's edition of Principles and Policies. I'm your host, Barry Sheets, the Executive Director of the Institute for Principal Policy. And along with me today is our co-host, Vice Chairman of the Institute, my fellow analyst and very good friend, Chuck Mikeless. Well, it, it, since we're on a Christian radio station, we should state that under no circumstances <laughs> are we um, are we encouraging the use of alcoholic beverages uh, by specific years. Uh, um, well, I believe I believe that if a year had had a personality, this one would probably be looking for something a little harder than beer. Well, you know, <laughs> I take the Doug Wilson approach. My wife always says, you know, every once in a while she'll say, "I'm really happy that I'm a Presbyterian." <laughs> so <I can laughs> we've been in other denominations where that was, uh, you know, one beer could lead, was the path to uh, destruction. And if you feel that, I'm yeah, that's I, fine. I'm only slightly tweaking you. Um, no. It, it that's an that is a thing that christians can debate um but uh I, I'm, well, if, really i'm just joking but but so. you know okay let's let's unpack that meme for a second though because if you think about it what that meme is saying is oh gosh somebody did something really stupid and you, because you're drinking yeah you're not smart enough to realize you probably shouldn't try to top it so what do you do that's oh right. here hold my beer, hold my while, beer I go, I'll do it. while i go do that, something even crazier well that's the old story about uh you know uh the hillbilly hillbilly elegy where uh, somebody you know manages to blow a leg off uh-huh. uh doing something stupid with fireworks and the guy and one of the guys in the in the group says Oh, you think that's bad? Hold my beer. Hold my beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so we're not asking anybody to pour a beer or hold it, uh, either one. That's but right. just saying that, you know, it's very interesting that that meme actually is a negative concept on the idea of drinking too much. So it's still a good, you, you're not supposed to drink to excess. You're not supposed, that's right. you're not supposed to drink to your drunkenness you're, you're is drunken. forbidden upon. That's right. It's, forbidden. That is, that is biblically <clears throat> forbidden. And uh, habitual drinking is also absolutely forbidden. Yeah, but we're not here today to talk about uh, no. That's about not drinking. our theme today, and and we're not here to encourage anybody <laughs> because of what's going on in the culture to start drinking. That's right, because that is an escape that is that leads to nowhere. And the only place we can go in a time of uncertainty, in a time of chaos, in a time of frustration, in a time of hopelessness to some, is to go to the source of hope is to go to that source of comfort, is to go to the source of strength and stability, and is to go to God's Word. Go to the Father. Um, and and I, I've been reading in the Old Testament for personal devotion, and I came across this, and I thought, yeah, you know what? This is a good word. And so I want to kind of open our little segment here with this, Chuck. Uh, this is the book of Isaiah, chapter 16. Uh, not the normal chapter or verses that most people yeah, go most people most yeah. people only go to Isaiah for like one or two different little seg- segments uh, Isaiah 61 or, yeah. or the, I, for, uh, 40 uh, 42 or 43 43 yeah. I think so but this is Isaiah 16 and and here's what it says and and I want folks to kind of think about this in terms of our uh, shall we say the pleasant uh, unpleasantness that we're that's happening in our culture today. And it starts this way, Isaiah 16, 1. Send ye a lamb to the ruler of the world, from the rock of the wilderness, unto the mountain of the daughter Zion. For it shall be as a bride that flieth, uh, excuse me, a bird that flieth, and a nest forsaken. 
the daughters of Moab shall be at the fords of Arnon. Gather a council, execute judgment, make thy shadow as the night in the midday. Hide them that are chased out, bewray not him that is fled. Let my banished dwell with thee. Moab, be thou their covert from the face of the destroyer. For the extortioner shall end, the destroyer shall be consumed, and the oppressor shall cease out of the land. And in mercy shall the throne be prepared, and he shall sit upon it in steadfastness, in the tabernacle of David, judging and seeking judgment and hasting justice. We have heard of the pride of Moab. He is very proud. Even his pride and his arrogancy and his indignation, but his lies shall not be so. Therefore shall Moab howl unto Moab. Everyone shall howl for the foundations of Kerasheth shall ye mourn. Yet they shall be stricken. For the vineyards of Heshbon are cut down, and the vine of Sibma. The lords of the heathen have broken the principal vines thereof. They are come unto Iazer. They wandered in the wilderness. Her goodly branches stretched out themselves and went over the sea. Therefore will I weep with the weeping of Yezer and of the vine of Sibma, O Heshbon. And Eliah, I will make thee drunk with my tears, because upon thy summer fruits and upon thy harvest a shooting is fallen. And gladness is taken away, and joy out of the plentiful field. And in the vineyard shall be no singing, nor shouting for joy. The treader shall not tread wine in the wine presses. I have caused the rejoicing to cease. Wherefore my bowels shall sound like a harp for Moab, and mine inward parts for Kiharesh. And when it shall appear that Moab shall be weary of his places, then shall he come to his temple to pray, but he shall not prevail. This is the word that the Lord has spoken against Moab since that time. And now the Lord hath spoken, saying, In three years, as the years of a hireling, and the glory of Moab shall be condemned in all the great multitude, and the remnant shall be very small and feeble. Thus ends Isaiah chapter 16. Now, I'm pretty sure you can't really guess what I when I'm looking at this, who I'm thinking Moab is. <laughs> yeah, I have one that's less subtle, because I've also been reading in the Old Testament for devotional reading. Excellent. Uh, first of all, I want to let everybody know that our last show was called, I'll read you the title, It Was the Best of Times, It Was the Worst of Times, Reasons for Hope in the New Year. That's right. So if you want to listen to that, go to principledpolicy.com, and it's there, and you can feel free to... Uh, comment on that. Uh, <clears throat> that being said, I'm going to read to you Psalm 83. All right. I, I just read this for a devotional. Excellent. Prayer to frustrate conspiracy against Israel. Ah, I love that. Uh, a song, a psalm of Asaph. Do not keep silent, O God. Do not hold your peace. And do not be still, O God. For behold, your enemies make a tumult, and those who hate you have lifted up their head. They have taken crafty counsel against your people and consulted together against your sheltered ones. 
They have said, Come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be remembered no more. For they have consulted together with one consent. They form a confederacy against you, the tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagrites, Gebel, Ammon, and Amalek, Philistia, and the tyrants of Tyre. Assyria has also joined them. They have helped the children of Lot, Selah. Deal with them as with Midian, as with Sisera, as with Jabin at the brook of Kishon, who perished at Endor, who became as refuse on the earth. Make their nobles like Oreb and like Zeb, yes, all their princes like Zeba and Zalmanah, who said, Let us take for ourselves the pasture of gods for a possession. O my God, make them like the whirling dust, like the chaff before the wind, as the fire burns the woods. And as the flame sets the mountains on fire, so pursue them with your tempest, and frighten them with your storm. Fill their faces with shame, that they may seek your name, O Lord. Let them be confounded and dismayed forever. Yes, let them be put to shame and perish, that they may know that you, whose name alone is the Lord, are the Most High over all the earth. Excellent. Uh, very similar. Uh, this is more. This is a, what would be known as an imprecatory prayer. Absolutely is. It's funny because uh, one of my pastoral friends was talking about the things to do in 2021. I said, have you ever considered going through the imprecatory psalms? Yeah. Because it's um, like very, very important. There's a great deal of fear in the church of using the imprecatory psalms for some reason that I don't totally understand except for the sort of the uh, the Radical Two Kingdom, which we don't have time to go into, but the radi- Radical Two Kingdom uh, theology, which has sort of uh, tainted all facets of the church. Uh, um, it, it's, uh, it has sort of run rampant through there. Yes, it, it has. Um, and you can see it in the people who get invited to the big conferences. Okay. Which isn't really where we ought to go with this. But the That's fact right. is that uh, those things are in the Bible, and they should be used. Um, now, it, uh, are we praying against the, uh, you know, Moab and... Uh, no, those those are. This is what, what those, are, those are called types, like they're, like like they're like, types. Like uh, you know, they David and Daniel and others were types of Christ. Moab and Tyre and Sidon and all of these nations that rage against and the Ahabs and the Jezebels in the Old Testament are types of the world, types of those who are in rebellion against God and His Word. Um, and Moab just happens to be the, the city and the ruler. At the same time, and that's the reason why, you know, Isaiah 16 struck me very interestingly because of that whole provision in, in the back end of it that there's going to come a point in time where Moab was going to howl about something, but only Moab, i.e., the king's going to be howling about something, but only the people in Moab are going to, are going to listen to him and care because everybody else has decided the emperor has no clothes, yes. basically. Yeah, exactly. And I found it very interesting that the, that the Old Testament, that, uh, Isaiah sets a timeline for this. It's only going to be three years that Moab's going to have any sway whatsoever. And then it's gone. Now, Moab's going to do an awful lot of damage in that three oh, years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. That whole idea about the, the fields and the vineyards being full of sorrow and not bearing for and there's other and you if you go into Isaiah 
uh, go back into Isaiah 15 and up into Isaiah 17, there are all this imagery about barren fields and, you know, you're growing your vine, you're planting these pleasant plants and you're growing these vines only to find out they're not going to bear, they're not bearing any fruit. So, you know, it's like they come up and everything looks good and they don't bear anything. And then at that end, it's too late to do anything about it. And then you're in dire straits. Much could be analogized to what's going on right now in our culture. Um, Depending upon your political persuasion, Chuck, you could take a look at this Isaiah 16 uh, prophecy, which is actually history as well, and you could apply it both directions. Now, conservatives, Christians, those who would be more likely to align with a certain party's politics, well, maybe, um, might see that as this is a future broadcast of what's coming. If you're along the more of the lines of the progressive, uh, less spiritual, well, maybe spiritual, but not Christian, or pagan, for that matter, and align more with another certain party's politics, more or less, you might think it was the last three years that they were talking about. Yeah. And that uh, uh, we're at the end of that three years. I have people in my family who are who would who would uh, who would who look at there. it from that who would look at it from that direction. But you know, scripture interprets scripture. And the whole key is whether or not the shall we say challenge that the people have to face with this unjust ruler is because the ruler fears God or because the ruler rejects God contemns God I think it's pretty clear from Isaiah it's because the ruler contemns God that they hate God Mm -hmm. they hate all things about God and God's going to let them have sway for a little while, but the Lord's still in control. And I think that's kind of what I'm getting down to. Yeah. I know we've got a lot of people, even some of our friends I've seen on social media, you know, those who haven't abandoned certain social media platforms to go to certain other social media platforms, which shall remain nameless because I don't want to get kicked off a platform. For <laughs> no, no, just kidding. No, I, uh, but I, yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've got a lot of friends who've jumped off of, of Facebook and Twitter and they're going over to places like MeWe and Parlor and Rumble and Gab and, and all those other ones. And fine, that's great. Uh, you know, if you feel like doing that, you go right ahead. But it really doesn't change anything because what I'm seeing is a lot of despondency and despair about what's happened. And there's been a lot happening. Chuck, since you and I last live broadcast, which has been like right before the first of the year. Right. Because we couldn't get together the last week. We did it on the thirtieth or the yeah. 31st. We did it going yeah. into the fir- going into the fir- that week into the first. There's been an awful lot that 2021 has thrown at us. Um, on you know on the one front, we're constantly hearing more and more about this new strain of COVID, Chuck. There's a new strain, more more transmissible, more virulent, more contagious. What they're not saying is more deadly because it's not. Right. Because the new strain, ladies and gentlemen, and, and again, I just want I want to go shortly to this real quick, because the new strain 
is a mutation of the original strain. Right. Just like a flu, a strain of flu is usually a mutation. And when does a virus mutate? It mutates when its environment changes and it mutates to adapt to the environment. Okay. So what's been changing in this environment? Masking. Right. Social distancing. And we probably will see another uh, iteration of a uh, typology of this virus with the vaccines that are being introduced into the thing. Because viruses are are you if they are going to spread throughout a um system or throughout a a society they have to be robust they have to be able to live and thrive in the environments they're in or be able to quickly adapt when that environment changes for some reason or the other the environment changed radically when people were told that they had to stand six feet apart wear masks and don't do X, Y, and Z, uh, which actually didn't slow the virus down, Chuck. It actually helped it because it meant that it had to do more in order to actually spread. It had to grow stronger. Well, (laughs) we tend to anthropomorphize. Yes, we do. uh, Or It's also called reification. (laughs) Um, We anthropomorphize these things. Viruses do what viruses do. They do. Absolutely. And and just so we've said this before, I want to say it again. Viruses are not alive. No, they're not. They have no strategy. That's right. Their strategy is to be taken in passively and then they attach to your reproduction mechanism in your cell. Right. They take over that reproduction in your cell and pump out more and pump of out them. copies of themselves, which yeah. is why when you get a virus, you feel really, really, really bad because what happens is your cells explode because <laughs> they have all these copies of these of this virus sitting there, and the your cells go through what's called apoptosis, and it's a real fancy <laughs> name for to, for exploding for, for death. Yeah, they die. Yeah, um, and you can think about it that way, apoptosis, because yeah. basically they rupture. Apoptosis is cell death. Yeah. So they, they rupture and they spread themselves that way. Well, the right. problem is that every time they take over your your reproduction mechanism, they're necessarily mutated. Well, absolutely. They have to be. This is how normal vaccines, not this mRNA vaccine, this, this is different. Uh, normal vaccines, uh, if... Uh, how many of you have, ha- uh, have heard when you go in for a vaccine, are you allergic to eggs? Oh, yes. Well, that the reason they do that is is that an attenuated virus is a uh, an attenuated virus vaccine is a vaccine that is run first through an egg to alter the vaccine to weaken it through another organism. Okay. Other than a human. Sure. That's the whole idea. Now, Viruses can can skip around between um, um, species, but not um, on a, on a broad scale. For instance, who remembers the equine flu? Or uh, yeah, the equine flu that was around. Oh, I don't know, mid uh, mid tens, the mid twenty tens. There was a thing, a big thing about the equine flu. I, I think it was a blip on the radar screen. Yeah, well, it was another one of these they thought was going to kill us all. Okay, and, uh, and it had a, essentially about the same effect this one did, except. It didn't get made a big deal about it. Right. Actually, maybe it's a little less. Anyway, why was that a big deal? Well, it jumped from horses to people, and it was carried by mosquitoes. Yep. Um, it didn't jump to any other species. Um, 
and sometimes they jump to species and they'll go in and and uh, um, don't don't do anything. Mm-hmm. They become benign. But th- this one, uh, th- the one we're dealing with, uh, ha- came from bats apparently, uh, which happens a lot, by the way. Any mammalians can can potentially a virus can can jump species. Sure. Okay. So what's happening every time it infects a uh, one strain infects somebody else? It gets mutated. Right, it has to mutate. So when you hear that uh, we've sequenced the de- uh, the the uh, virus, well, you sequenced you a may vi- have a virus. a virus. You may have sequenced one early. It's not going to be the same sequence as it. And what I mean by sequence is it's DNA sequence. It's not going to be the same as the one now. Right. Um, and the European strains are going to be different than the, than the American strains necessarily, and the Asian strains are going to be necess- uh, different from the European and the Asian strains. Yeah, and there are going to be people who are less susceptible to the to the virus, and people that are more susceptible to that the virus. Is correct, because of these this this difference in the strains. So what's going on? Is it changing? This is something that you and I talked about in April. I I remember, yes. And I said this thing is eventually going to mutate itself out of business. That's right. And uh, there was all this talk about how uh, in the fall it got worse and worse and worse. And, you know, it's going to get worse in the fall. And I said, yeah, of course it is. Because the virus isn't eradicated. And in the summertime... It doesn't. They don't do well. They, viruses are notoriously susceptible to uh, UV light radiation. Well, what's out in, all the time in the summer? No, the sun. The yeah, sun. That's right. And you're out in it a lot. And what's in all the time in the winter? Or uh, other than 68 days of the year here in Ohio, yeah, well, the sun. That's try right. living in Michigan if you want it worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, but places like Florida. Remember right. when Florida was going to, everybody down there was going to be dead. Why? Because it's an older population and they're not doing masking and they're not doing social distancing and blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? It's not worse down there. It's much better than here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, part of that has to do with the sun. Part of it has to do with they already have herd immunity. Uh, bingo. Exactly. Um, and the, by the way, the definition of herd immunity got changed here about a month ago. So herd immunity really has nothing to do with vaccines in the in the in the community. It actually has to do with the you can give herd the, immunity with a vaccine. You can but. you can, but it's not nearly as effective as giving herd immunity with just allowing the virus to, to transmit through yeah. the the population. I, I want to talk about the fact that we had a friend Barry and I had a mutual yeah. friend. In fact, the chairman of the institute. Yes. Uh, by the way, you have to change the introduction because I'm no longer the vice chairman of the institute. That's right. You're now the acting I'm the chairman. chairman. <laughs> You're the acting chairman right now. Uh, I just thought of that. I keep these people keep leaving the chairmanships. And yeah. I'm vice. You know, the job of the vice chairman is always to pray for the health and well being of the of uh, of the vice chairman is to pray for the health and well being of the chairman, so right. he doesn't have to take the job. Exactly. Um, Oops. You, but you, yeah. <laughs> that being said, our, our friend yeah. uh, Mark Hamilton died from this virus. Now, well, he di- he died of complications, he died of complications. arising. Uh, he died of heart and kidney failure. failure. Yeah, that heart and kidney failure was in part due to the fact that he had he had COVID nineteen. But what a lot of people they want to make a big deal about that. Okay, he did have that, but he also had hemochromatosis. Absolutely. Did. Now, if you don't know what that is, it causes an accumulation of iron in your uh, liver, especially in your liver, but also in your kidneys right. and and other organs. So you have to be very careful about your diet. Uh, and uh, and and Mark was on. Mark had 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 his liver destroyed by 
by iron deposits and had to have a liver transplant. So when folks have li- uh, organ transplants, they are on immune suppressors. For the rest of their life. For the rest of their lives, because otherwise you reject the organ. Well, Mark was on those. And uh, I had another friend who knew him in college. And he said, gosh, where did Mark get exposed? And I go, I don't know. Maybe he went to the grocery store. Because this is an airborne virus. Mm-hmm. We wear masks, but it's a waste of time because once it's aerosolized, you just breathe it right in and breathe it right back out. Mm-hmm. It's right. uh, um, it's these masks do nothing. To, now they they'll stop the like spittle if you're talking to somebody up close, and if you sneeze, they'll capture that. Most of it, the stuff that it'll actually help aerosolize it. That's the bad part about masks. Yeah, it'll actually help break up the droplets in the into the aerosol. Which is counterproductive. Which makes it transmit and, and much easier. Make yes. things worse. Um, which is the reason why we didn't see numbers really go down exactly. after the mask mandate. Exactly. Think about this, folks. Yeah. You didn't see the numbers actually go down in any significant way. They they plateaued. They stayed there. And then all of a sudden we had an uptick again yeah. as we got back into colder weather. If you look at the, the way the plateaus worked, the mask mandates went into effect right below the peak. Yes. We were on the downhill side, and then, and oh, then everybody it, wear a mask. Held. And then they tried to turn that into a, see, see, we did the mask mandate, and it went down. No, it went down way low because it was summertime. That's right. Now it's wintertime. Now it's back, but it's not back as bad. People are people are testing, uh, and again, testing is the one of the problems. Um, the way they're doing tests. Now, I saw an article. Uh, I'm trying to remember who it was. Uh, one of the New York papers. Mm-hmm. And they talked about the fact that, quote-unquote, it's been uh, – gorillas were discovered with the uh, with the virus. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did it by testing their, their feces. Okay. Because nobody wanted to go in and shove a big, long, giant Q-tip into the back of a gorilla's – an 800-pound gorilla's throat. They said, yeah, we couldn't get anybody that would volunteer to do that. And I'm like, yeah, I wonder why. I wonder why. Um, but the, and the first thing I said was, okay, what kind of test did they do? Well, when I heard they did feces, I said, okay, they did a PCR test. Yep. They did an RT-PCR test. Okay, here's the problem with that. If they went over 30 cycles, right. it's meaningless because you can find, um, you can find fragments of viruses that look like, and they will anneal to look like COVID. Yeah. So do I really, you know, the the monkeys, or the, pardon me, the apes were coughing and had some nasal symptoms and that kind of thing. So now they're cl- trying to claim that the apes got this from an asymptomatic handler. Okay. And I said, no, they yep. didn't. Nope. Now, they're trying to claim now that you can spread it asymptomatically. That's what they said up front. And then studies came out and said, no, you can't. You gotta be expelling the virus for you to spread it, and you don't expel it without the cough, the sneeze, the runny nose, the watery eyes, and now they're, we're back to that story. Okay, it's an attempt a to panic people, right? To b say, oh, this thing is so bad, it's jumping species. Well, they jump species all the time. It just depends on the you know we talked about that earlier. Uh, so. Look, don't be taken in by some of this stuff. Is this virus bad? Yeah, I mean, we've been saying all along. I know people who are saying it's a hoax. It's not a hoax. We we have a a close friend who died from this. 
So we know how dangerous it is, especially for people with health conditions. Things like cystic fibrosis. This is why, you know, it's not universal that kids don't get it, or when they get it, they're mostly asymptomatic. Yep. There are children who get this who have long-standing genetic health problems who will who could very easily die from it. That's true. So those people need to be protected. The rest of us are taking other precautions. I run a dietary supplement company. I've been regularly taking zinc, vitamin D, vitamin K, uh, vitamin C, uh, as well as other things. Um, one of the things that popped up the other day was melatonin. Um, that that uh, is showing some hope of keeping the thing away. I've been exposed multiple times, close exposures. Now, yep. have I had it? Maybe, maybe not. You know, I I keep saying I'm going to go in and have the antibody test. Well, <clears throat> what would it serve me? Then I've got to deal with if I do if I have the antibody, what do I got to do? Then I got to do deal with contact tracing. Do I want to do that? I do not. I don't want to be part of contact tracing. I think it's nonsense. This is not bubonic plague. This is a virus that is, by most people, 99.9% survivable. Actually, it's 99.98. Right, correct. People my age, it's more like 99.7. So, um, you know, I'll be 64 in a few weeks. Um, Most people my age, it's 99.7 or so. Um, mm-hmm. As you go up in age, I don't know how old Mark was. Was he? He was about. He was in his upper sixties, wasn't he? Mark was. Yeah, he was uh, like sixty-seven, sixty-eight. Yeah, I keep wanting to say sixty-seven. Yeah, so see, he was getting into the in, where where it drops down to ninety-nine point seven. Yeah, um, but, but then he had a, he had multiple. That's right. Uh, he had co-factors. co-factors. So you know, it it was dangerous for him. But but that being said, we miss Mark a lot. Uh, Mark was a marvelous person. He was a uh, he was an associate professor of uh, philosophy at Ashland University. He had been head of the department, but he got really 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 sick when he was head of the department, and of course had to step step out of the chair. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was there. Uh, he was Ashland University's NCAA rep. And Mark's big thing was uh, Christ in sports. And he worked worked and worked and worked on that particular project. That's but right. a lot of people don't know he was also the pastor of a church. Yes, he was. He was pastor of Providence Church, which uh, started out in Mifflin Township, moved to Ashland. Yep. And somebody had told me they moved to Mansfield. I don't think that's true. I think they were still in Ashland. They bought a building that was right outside of Mansfield, I believe. Oh, okay. They bought, they bought a church building. That's what it is then. That's what it is. Yep. Um, but uh, So he was a pastor. He was a professor of philosophy. He was a, he was a Christian writer. Um, he uh, Somewhere I've got a copy of a book he wrote. Remember, he gave us a copy of the book at the Institute for Principal Policy meeting. That he, I think he had, it was a collaboration. He, he, it was an, it was an anthology on anthology. sports, on sports ethics. Yeah, sports right. ethics. Yep. Uh, so he will be missed. Uh, but God said it was time for him to go. That's, That's right. one thing we're, we're missing in all this is that, uh, God really is sovereign. He, um, you know, folks, uh, it's not a good thing to, uh, um, put the Lord your God to the test, but it's also not a good thing to, 
go into a panic and not realize that the time of your death is set. It's true. Um, you know, uh, Stonewall Jackson was once asked why he, how he could be so serene in battle while he sat on a horse while everybody else was, you know, having this battle all around him. He goes, the time of my death is set. I know I'm as safe on the battlefield as I am at home in bed, if that's what God's will is. And that's, that's, we, we've sort of lost that. Uh, we've, we, we think that, uh, it's part of our thinking has gotten twisted into the idea that science can save us or the government can save us. One of the th things this leads me to, and, and you brought it up, is that one thing I'm seeing, and I and I caught myself doing this as well. <laughs> okay. We were comfortable when the right person was in office. Was in office. Well, yes, it's that it's it's a natural response. It is. Yes. Uh, you know the when the people when when David was in office, the peace, people were relaxed. When David was out of office, you know, Solomon was in office, that people were relaxed. The the wars had stopped basically. I mean, Solomon still campaigned, but it was mostly defensive. Uh and then then uh, Solomon died. And what happened? Well, the the kingdom immediately split. What did it split over? It split over it was largely a tax revolt. There was more to it than that. It was tribalism. Uh the ten tribes uh who had backed Saul if you know your biblical history, and the two that had backed uh, David's faction, they all came into David's camp, and they were all happy when David and Saul were there. But once, mm -hmm. once um, I can't remember which, uh, I always get the, the, the two, the northern kingdom, southern kingdom <laughs> mixed up because their names are like real similar, if yeah. I remember right. Uh, but um, then the kingdom split, and it remained split. And the northern kingdom went to went bad far faster than the southern kingdom, although they both went bad. So, folks, we can't put our trust in horses and chariots and men. No. We have to put our trust in God. <clears throat> and even more so now. I mean, okay, now, Chuck, what we saw, like I said, we went from COVID. 2021 has just been full of fun. The second thing we had, uh, at least uh, as far as I can tell, and no, I'm not talking about Ohio State getting beat by Alabama in the national championship. Creamed. Sorry, sorry Creamed, for all, yes. sorry for all you Ohio State fans. Yeah. I mean, this year I kind of plugged out. I didn't care, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the January sixth counting of the electoral ballots at the Capitol, which, depending upon your point of view was either a riotous mob or a mostly peaceful protest, <laughs> depending upon how you look at it or which which way you've been shading similar things in the past. That's right. Um and and, and you know and, and I I say that fully intending to say the word shading because that's what's happening. We all shade things. We all yeah. have implicit internal biases. We all have preferences. We all have worldviews. All of those shape how we take data and information and process them. Now, the problem is, unless you were actually right there on site when things were happening, 
the only way we're processing this is through is being filtered through media sources who have drowned out who have drowned out other voices by deplatforming by deplatforming them. them completely and, and i'm not i'm not just talking yeah. donald trump getting no. whacked by twitter and facebook and youtube and i think there was a listing of about 14 different social media platforms including pinterest for god's sake can you imagine this a a site that's dedicated to you just posting up pins of things that you like yeah i.e posting pictures bans anything with trump on it what you know what they got the right to do that if they want to okay i'm I, i we're, since we're talking about this whole thing about censorship and everything else, Chuck. Yeah. I read an interesting thought on this from an old buddy of ours, Joel McDermott. Yeah. Okay? He posted on his on his feed. Lamb's Reign. Yeah, on Lamb's Reign. He posted this idea that, you know, this whole thing around the tech censorship and whether or not they're a publisher or they're a social platform, i.e. the Section 230 reform idea, he, his posit on it was, what's actually happening right now may look horribly like uh, leftist censorship, but it's actually free market principles in action. And he says it this way. He says that Amazon has a platform. Amazon gives server space. You know, Amazon, Google, etc. do through, their, through the Play stores and through their app stores allow these other companies and organizations to be able to put put their app link up etc and to a certain extent i guess with maybe like parlor and others actually be hosted on their servers his concept was and and you may not agree with this and i'm i'm kind of thinking about it and i'm like yeah okay he's got a point i think he has a point i it think is, he has a point is yeah. is the whole idea that Amazon going over to Parler and basically saying, if you want to continue service under our umbrella, i.e. on our servers, etc., you have to basically ensure us that you have a policy in place to moderate against certain types of expressions. Pornography, yeah, incitement to violence, that kind of thing, you know, um, those of you who can remember the early days of social media, such as Facebook, My, MySpace. That, MySpace. Yeah, MySpace. Uh, MySpace was a cesspool. Oh, okay? it was awful. It was it a was, cesspool. It, was a, it basically got overrun by pedophiles. Uh, and, and prostitutes. Basically, yes. that's all you had on there. Um, when, you know, when you had all of these early social media platforms where there was no regulation whatsoever or no common sense being used, what you got was the worst of the worst. It became like the dark web, Chuck, and we've talked about the dark web on here before. I've never, I've never dallied over to look at what the dark web is, as far as I know. <laughs> I hope I hope okay. I've never run across all the, the dark, dark web. web is that people make it sound like you have to have a you know a secret password, no, like you, a speaking. It's piece. just certain it's stuff that won't show up on a search, search engine. engine. That's right. It's basically you. It's just one of those things like. If you have to ask how to get in, you're not a member, right? If you know how to get yeah. into the, you know how to get to the certain website URLs, you're already in the dark web. I got over, 
a couple of times my people were saying, Oh, download a copy of this. Oh, and I'd gosh. go over and it was on a Wares W A R E Z site. Okay. Almost all that is a co- uh, illegitimate copies of things. Okay. All right. So and I'm sorry, violating copyright. I'm yeah. not downloading a copy of this because it's a it's a busted uh all the encryption is busted oh boy. on this. Yeah. Somebody's busted the encryption and put it up for download. And also it tends to those tend to be loaded up with viruses. Right. Um Well, I, I think that it's very interesting, Chuck, because again, like I said, Joel's positing that actually yes. what Amazon and Google and others are actually doing is exercising free market principles. They're basically saying, We're willing to give you space on here, but you but the space comes with the responsibility, and you have to show us that you have a, a policy in place that, because, as we know, Chuck, the, the reason why Section 230 is so big is because big places like Amazon, Google, um, eBay, other places, have had to use Section 230. Well, maybe not eBay. Excuse me. These are the social platforms. Facebook and others. Facebook, Have yeah. had to use Section 230 to defend against lawsuits in court because you've seen people there have been like on facebook there have been people who've committed suicide live on facebook on their feeds there have been people yeah. who have committed crimes and f- live streamed them on social media whether that be facebook or youtube or what other well maybe not youtube because i don't think youtube lets you do anything live i think you have to actually want to bet Okay, maybe I'm wrong. So maybe they do have live. I don't know. Yeah, there are restrictions, but we broadcast our, our uh, church service live every week. Oh, okay. See, I was going to say, because I, the only thing I ever watch on YouTube is old stuff. So it's like, it's, I know it's not live. But they've been sued before, and they've you used the Section 230 regulations as a defense. And that what they're doing here with this is basically making sure that they're not violating Section 230 protocols by in in one sense yeah. by allowing unfiltered content to just be dumped out there that violates other laws like pornography or oh, sure. or child no, or, you know, or you know, stuff dealing with children that's atrocious i'm down with that i see i what so, i'm not so I, down with is viewpoint censorship see, now with, that 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 is a different kettle of fish right that's twitter doing no, it's youtube and well in youtube too now because they just started it too they just started doing it with to trump as well i mean they've done it to others Not just before. trump yeah they've, they've all they've, kinds of content they've creators. shadow banned and they've blocked yeah. and they've actually de they've actually demonetized etc a lot of different content creators that's fine i mean i get it but the point is is that you know you can't beat something with nothing as gary north would say bingo that's exactly my point go, in this whole go thing. beat it with something and you know the only one who so far has been doing that is gab yeah, because Gab has their own servers, and the the gentleman who founded that, Andrew Torba. Now, a lot of very conservative people are going over to Gab. Yeah, <laughs> because Andrew Torba happens to be a Reformed Christian, and uh-huh. and he saw this coming back in two thousand and five. Oh. Okay, he's been working on building Gab for fifteen years, getting it up to speed because he knew there was going to be a day coming when. Everything would hit all the all would come to a head. The first thing I thought of when I saw that Parler had been removed from Amazon servers was why, in the name of all that's holy, 
Are you doing, doing business all, with Amazon? Or using their cloud service or whatever else it might be in order to get your content Exactly. Out. Exactly. Why are you doing... Okay, maybe it's the cheapest. That's a stupid reason. Well, that GoDaddy's Go, Go, Go pretty cheap, too, but there are a lot of people who wouldn't go to that either. So We're, We are... Uh, um, we are broadcast or uh, recording on uh, Wednesday, uh, January thirteenth, twenty twenty one. Right. Okay. They parlor's been down now for four days. Uh, I think two, three. I don't know. I've been trying to get on. Okay. I, I, I was, maybe maybe they got maybe it was over the weekend that they got delisted. I forgot. I thought it was on Monday. So. I was an early parlor adopter. Okay. I wasn't. I've I um, I've not ba- I've barely adopted anything. I don't. I've gotten a lot of invites to go to Meweed, to Parlor, to blah blah blah, to on and on to every I, place else. And I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm getting rid of social media. I'm dumping my LinkedIn account. I'm dumping this, that, and the other. I never. I had a Twitter account, never used it. I had one same thing. <laughs> never I had used a Twitter it, account, dead account. Used. So never used. My kids set it up for me, and they go, "Dad, we got you a Twitter account." And I go, "Good. What am I supposed to do with it?" Yeah. I, I mean, like I'm going to sit there and go, "Hey, I'm going out to lunch." You know, I, who cares? Yeah, uh, I can do it on Facebook, and again, uh, who cares? Um, but the the fact is that I, I when I saw that they were doing business with Amazon, I'm like, why, why, why? That's the, look, whether you like it or not, they're the enemy. Now, are they the one of the biggest providers of uh, server service? Yes, they are. But you know what you do? You find somebody who is not uh, a con a, a content sensor, right, or a uh, viewpoint sensor, right, and you deal with them and you pay them a little extra, right. See, there's a big difference between censoring content and censoring viewpoint. Exactly. Uh, and and content all has viewpoint. Sure, but not all viewpoint is illegal, right? Immoral, uh, dangerous, or threatening. You know, pornography, obviously, clear. Child pornography, all that stuff gets censored. Okay, it should. Yeah. It should because it's it violates basic standards of decency. But someone talking about where who how who they who they support for election, that's called democracy. That's called, supposedly what our what our liberal friends try say that they're striving for is all of our this democracy. But then when it starts happening around them, they can't handle it. No, here's, and then all of a sudden they become totalitarian and start saying, your viewpoint matters, but your no. viewpoint can't be tolerated, and so we must shut you down so you can't have an outlet. What do we teach about republics and democracies in our Constitution class? Well, that the democracy is the uh, most tainted form of government. <laughs> well, besides that, and, and, the United States yes, of America is, is a, a republic, republic, not a democracy. And it was, now, democracy was a thing that the founders feared the most that this country would become why because it looked like that mess on the west coast and in chicago and in baltimore and in philadelphia Mm -hmm. and in washington dc and in dc on the sixth not just on the sixth the previous set of riots yeah which uh, oh yes absolutely and then the ones on the sixth and let's put it this way i'm not going to downplay what happened on the sixth uh just because people were wearing MAGA hats no no It was a stupid, stupid thing to do to push past barriers. Now, I've heard, oh, well, the police opened the barriers They up. did. I saw the well, film. Well, I saw some film, too. In certain areas, that was happening. In certain other areas, it was they were getting pushed. Was, they were getting pushed off. They were right. getting pushed. 
I've I've had people who've been there who've been were on the ground and said what the media reported, what was happening, and what was actually happening were two entirely different. There stories. were a million people there. There were over a million people there. Should people have gone in? Well, usually you can walk into the Capitol building in groups, and you can not you, anymore. But you can't do it anymore. That's right. You haven't been able to do it since uh, about. Well, nine eleven. Well, you can with, with if you are invited by a member of Congress. That's true. You can set up a, a tour with a member of Congress. Of course, you have to go through all the hoops to do it. Um, I mean, I remember used to going to D.C. to go to Rob Portman would hell heck they'd have a Wednesday coffee meeting yeah, in the morning. Yeah, yeah. He'd show up and say yada yada, and the room would be full of people. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and you know, and I'd go there with a client or something just to say, okay, yeah, we did it because I, frankly I could care less about going to Rob Portman's office. Yeah, but uh, so you know, this whole thing, and of course now that we're starting to get into it, we're starting to see that the vast majority of the DNA of the people who did the damage, who you know supposedly tore up the, tried to steal the podium from the speakers, all this stupid garbage, all seem to run back to Antifa. They all seem to have. DNA that's going back to the BLM or, and the Antifa or other some kind of radical. Look, yeah. you and I have been in these circles now together for uh, going on well, twenty. I was going to say at least a couple decades. Going on twenty. Yeah, we've all run into these people. Yes, we have. Oh my goodness, Barry. We've all and and how many times have you and I spent almost hours saying, "Don't do that." Don't think about it. It's a stupid thing to do. You're creating a PR nightmare beyond breaking the law. That goes back to my point about democracy and versus republic. When Democrats and Antifa and their allies are burning down cities and trying to burn down a federal court building in in uh, in Seattle and doing all these things, uh, burning down in a city, it's all about democracy. Yeah. When conservatives do something similar, which yeah. is uh, equally stupid yes. and, and equally, equally democratic. Yes, suddenly, that's true. That, suddenly again, they're screaming about the rule of law. It's that which perspective is a, issue. That's right. <laughs> suddenly they're screaming about the rule of law, yes. which is a Republican, small r, Republican yes. concept. Right. It's a, it's a, Republi- a concept democracy, of the republic. Democracy yeah. only counts when the right people are doing it. Right. Well, you uh, know, Then you're a republic. And Republican only counts. A republic only counts if you're the right people right and the other side is using your tactics yeah now that being said am i defending anything when i saw the people when i saw those films of people climbing up the walls of congress to get over the barriers to get in now i said that is beyond the pale yeah standing outside with a sign chanting you know praying yeah uh that kind of thing that's a peaceful protest. And I've had this discussion with people at church who were telling me a mostly peaceful protest. And I go, there is no such thing. When the riot starts, you go home. Right. And that's what I would have done, and that's what I would have encouraged. And honestly, the numbers of people out of the million that went into the Capitol was probably about 1,000 people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was uh, uh, 1%. Or right. less than no. No, it's one tenth of a percent. A tenth of a percent. Tenth of a percent. Yeah, my math. Gets, That's okay. Gets funky. At this All point. right. Well, speaking of that, you know, and and speaking of the social media platforms delisting President Trump, well, here's a funny thing because this one just came out today as we're recording this. 
says, with tens to thousands of National Guard troops deploying to Washington, D.C., and, of course, the governor of Ohio has uh, activated the National Guard troops to go to either be on call to go to D.C. or defend Ohio for some reason, like some really strange thing. Supposedly, a bunch of ne'er-do-wells next week are going to be trying to do all the stuff at state capitals, too. Well, it wouldn't you know, shock it's a, me. It's like, folks, just let go of it, okay? Yeah. So basically it says, President Trump urged the American public on Wednesday to refrain from violence ahead of President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration, again calling for a peaceful transition to power. Unable to transmit his statement through any form of social media, President Trump asked Fox News to publish the following short comment. Quote, in light of reports of more demonstrations, I urge that there must be no violence, no law-breaking, and no vandalism of any kind. That is not what I stand for, and it is not what America stands for. I call on all Americans to help ease tensions and calm tempers. Thank you, unquote. But he couldn't put that out to his 80-some million followers on his social media platforms because social media uh, leaders like Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey have all decided that, oh, no, Trump can't have any form yeah. of speech on our, on it, our platform. It, it's viewpoint censorship. Absolutely. Um, and the fact is that this idea that somehow when Trump said, let's all go out and have a peaceful and patriotic protest uh, in, at the Capitol, yeah. uh, was, was, uh, he, he, it was a dog whistle. <clears throat> okay, this dog whistle idea is silly. Patriotic does not mean violent. Patriotic means love of country. Mm-hmm. And these people are patriots. Even the ones who broke into the Capitol are patriots. They're grossly misguided. And they're criminal. And I, I applaud the idea that they're going to arrest these people and prosecute them. Please do. Yep. Please do. Catch them all. Now, this poor woman who got shot, that is so strange. If you watch that, that video, it is so odd. She had no gun. And it's possible she got shot behind her, pointed the other direction, were a whole bunch of suited-up cops. Yep. So who shot her? And, and don't buy into this thing that five people died. Five people did die. Three of them died of heart attacks and weren't anywhere near the Capitol. They were in the, they were in the million. Uh, two pe- one person apparently got trampled or something. Um, and the one lady was shot in the Capitol, uh, the veteran who, uh, the yeah. unarmed veteran. Yes. Uh, I, I actually heard someone, uh, uh, who was it? It was uh, Jamie Foxx or somebody, made the, uh, Chris Rock, made the ridiculous statement that the, uh, that the right-wingers at, at the Capitol were treated differently than the Antifa protesters. And I said, yeah, they were actually shot yeah, exactly. for, for uh, doing something illegal, unlike the people in uh, Chaz Chop, Seattle, Chicago, um, Minneapolis, Los Angeles, Minneapolis. Uh, yeah, uh, the cops actually stepped in and tried to stop it, although there's a possibility that they stepped aside and let it happen. There, uh, my conspiracy, my, yeah. my conspiracy meter was going off well, all over e- the place. Either, either yeah. way, the other thing that happened today, Chuck, on top of this, was the House is moving to vote to impeach the president for a second time on one article of impeachment for inciting insurrection. Which, I'm sorry, but a thousand people walking into the Capitol building and maybe be- and tearing up a little bit of stuff is not an insurrection in my in in, in yeah. any instance, and I, and. I'm hearing conservative, conservative and liberal legal scholars basically saying, nope, doesn't rise to the level. Absolutely not. 
it doesn't matter if it rises to the level. It's, they're going it's to optics. impeach someone who's out of office. Well, they're not because well, the point is the House can vote to impeach, yes. and they've got five, at least five Republicans who've decided they're going to exactly. go over and join because difference between because impeachment and trial. They, they want to yeah. be treated nicely when the Democrats are in control of everything in this upcoming elect. Uh, you know, they probably they probably serve in swing districts. Yeah, they want to, they want to make sure they're kissing up. However, their problem is is that right now. The Senate is not scheduled to reconvene until at least the 19th of January, and there won't be any time because the, one of the things they have to do is actually do the nominating reviews and swearing in of a number of uh, Bi- Biden's cabinet officials. Yeah. Now, we know that because of the Georgia outcome that Chuck Schumer is now the Senate majority leader because it's a 50-50 split with Democrat Kamala Harris being the tie-breaking vote. Right. So therefore, Chuck gets to be the majority. But And so he wants to invoke a 2004 rule that allows them to call an emergency session of the Senate. However, the only way he can invoke it is if he gets the agreement of the minority leader, Mitch McConnell. Today, Mitch McConnell basically said, not going to do it. Yeah, he said no. It's, it's basically a waste of our time. We're not doing it. Is he really the majority leader when there's yeah. a fifty-fifty split? I he, think I think he's some officer, but he's well, not the majority well, leader. He, he well, he's going to be treated as such. Of course, he's going to be treated as such because McConnell's not the majority leader either. Because fifty-fifty split, there is no majority, and no. then the tie-breaking vote is a Democrat. So sure, that gives the Democrats the. Impetus yeah, Mike Pence has acted as the tiebreaker on a few so occasions. On a few, a couple occasions yeah, when on people other things, weren't so. in the Senate and you know, blah de blah. So, but but basically, McConnell has basically said he will not convene the Senate for an emergency uh, hearing for yeah. this. Yeah. So it won't happen. Now, they can continue this garbage on, and Schumer can bring it up after the 20th, and they can try to do all this thing. But the point is, <laughs> there's a whole lot of legal scholars that are scratching their chins like, once a person has left office, you can't the, actually convict look, them for something that the only the only penalty possible available. penalty is is leaving office because yeah. they've already left office. They're now a private citizen. But you can't do you it. You know what? How many times, Barry, when we were teaching the Constitution classes, and we need to teach it again, folks. If you're interested, contact us uh, yeah. through the website. Uh, we we do teach. The, the fact is that we would tell people, we'd ask the question, "What is the penalty?" for being convicted of, you know, what kind of criminal penalty is there? And people say, oh, they can go to jail, blah. No, the only penalty is removal from office. office. That's right. That's it. Yeah, that's all Guess it is. what? He, if they did do manage to do some kind of a funky maneuver yeah. and get a, an impeachment trial on the 19th, which frankly isn't going to happen, even if they do it afterwards, then what? It doesn't matter because on noon, January 20th, he's out of office. He he doesn't even have to respond after the 20th. Right, exactly. Well, they'll they'll drum up some craziness, but the point is what they'll start running into is then what they're doing is actually trying to push an ex post facto law, which is constitutionally unacceptable. Yeah, well, what else is new on that? Yeah, I mean. what is, so <laughs> I know we wanted to talk about electoral college I stuff. I do. And, and we're going to hold that for next time. We are. We're going to hold it for the next time. We just had today... A member of the House has introduced a uh, resolution to abolish the Electoral, the Electoral College. College. And guess what? It's our buddy Steve Cohen from Tennessee. Really? Yes. Leftist Steve Cohen from Tennessee. Well, folks. So, this... so next week, stay tuned for that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, you know, that's uh, we're out of time, uh, as ha- often happens on this program, especially when we get to chatting. 
there's so many things we want to cover that we can't get it all in once we start. Uh, but that being said, hey, we really care about what you think about our program. And uh, we do make a commentary and a contact available at our website, www.principledpolicy.com. That's principledpolicy.com. And we really would like for you to uh, come out and comment or, you know, say you two are a pack of idiots or uh, you two are the greatest thing since sliced bread. And we'll disagree with you on both counts. Um, But that being said, www.principledpolicy.com. And we ask that you would join us again next week for another Principles and Policies.